Previously on, there's a sub for that podcast. All right, Willie, I've got it all lined up. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, I got the website built. Yep. I've got our rates uh, all figured out so that it, it pays us handsomely. I did some quick polling of friends and family. and I did some poll stuff too. Yep. And quick regular polling just for our content. Sure. As far as I can tell, everything is set up to get our OnlyFans up and running. I think this should be exciting. I think this is a new venture for us. Yeah. A new way to pull in some audience to yeah. pull it, on some stuff. If if not some cash, you know, because we're just going to we're gonna back the podcast and we right. said we were going to do it. So we're actually going to stick to it now. I've got a photographer lined up for later this week and I'm going to, you know, take some test shots. Sure. And see how they go. I'll send them to you. And, uh, That's weird. Well, I mean, you're going to have to do it too. We need to look at the content. That's I get right. It. I get it. We're That's friends right. Here. We're, all, we're all friends here. The following week on... There's a sub for that podcast. All right, man. The shoot went great. I just said, whatever you think is oh, going to no. make us the most money, but I let him get everywhere. Yeah, you did. All up in there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, I think it's going to go great. Oh, God. I was super surprised at how great the shots came out. And I sent them to you, which, you know, you didn't respond to me this Scott, morning. Scott. It was really uh, kind of heartbreaking. Oh, but man. I know you put I in a lot of work. Him, I sent them to other people just to, you know, get some feedback. I even put them on a couple websites just anonymously, of course. I blurred on my face, but... Well, the butt you should have left in there, but... Um, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what's how to up? tell you. you I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, well, don't hold back, man. You're kind of scaring me. Are you all right? Is everything I, okay? I, appre- I appreciate you putting in so much effort for this new venture. Uh, do, do you want the... the do you want the bad news? What What's their bad news? I mean, our nudes are going to be out on Listen, the Listen, OnlyFans, they stopped doing porn. What? It's kind of like a McDonald's. They're, they're not serving food to their fans. Did you say OnlyFans is 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 stop stopping porn? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? My dick is on the internet right now. Didn't think you'd take it like this. I've seen the way you've taken it. Welcome to the Front Podcast of the Internet. Let's take a moment of silence for all the sex workers out there who are literally getting effed in the A and not getting compensated for it. I don't even know how to transition into this. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I, truthfully, for those people that find work and have what it takes to put themselves out there in that way, kudos to you. It's unfortunate that you guys are losing a platform to be able to do that. That should, like we've said it before on the show, it should be completely legal mm-hmm. and should be completely uh, okay in society. But it's it's just really disappointing. It was shocking to find that out just a few days ago that the site is completely going, what, 180 on their moneymaker, their bread and butter? The logic goes like this. This is a website that allows for immediate uploading of content based on amateurs. The hard part is a site at that level of velocity of content doesn't have a clear way to filter through things that shouldn't exist on that site. Okay. You you can imagine all of the things that should not exist within that realm. Yeah. So the people that do the transactions that say like, all right, Scott, give me your money. Thank you. I now have this money. Visa, MasterCard, the banking transactions? Even the, one, even the companies that just have to do the banking. Okay. It's a point where like... They're losing the money. So now they want to be in app stores and they want to 
be making content that is more approachable by advertisers. But why is advertising going to be everywhere? It's always the money, man. It is. It's sad. Speaking of which, we're looking for advertisers for our show. So if you're interested, please reach out at subforthatpodcast at gmail.com. The other thing that's really sad is let's just do our weekly pump of uh, you beating the shit out of us at the subreddit fantasy league. Just give us a brief. Are you in first place? Yes. By a lot? 600 points. I'm not rigging this at all. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. legitimately, I gave you all of the tools to figure out what subs would do well and uh, I'm I'm just going to say I have been paying the most attention. Well, if you're interested in watching Scott beat uh, a room of grown men, follow us all <laughs> over our socials. We are all over the internet. You can find them on Instagram at sub for that. You can find them on Twitter at sub the number four that. You can find them on TikTok at sub for that podcast. And feel free to email the show at sub for that podcast at gmail.com. But you should also tell a friend. You should... Drop us a line or leave a review. Get it tattooed on your b-hole. Don't get any tattoos. On your b-hole is probably... F- I mean, that one might hurt. You know what? We've gone too deep. Nope. OnlyFans is closed now. Can't <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> so while Scott finds a way to somehow take all of our money from the subreddit Fantasy League, I want to talk about growing up poor. Did you grow up in a, like a well? This is a this is a t- tough subject to start the week. Did you grow up in? I, I've got one that beats it, but let's start with uh, yours. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, this, this this is from the subreddit made me smile. So oh, this has a positive spin. Okay, it's a tough conversation to ask because anytime you talk about money, it it's not really the the nicest, most approachable thing. It's always a taboo subject when you talk it's, about money. It's all about the money, money. I know that my family didn't have like a sustainable income that was beyond paycheck to paycheck until I was in high school, until my parents were in their late 30s. Okay. Yeah. I I think probably something similar. I mean, I think my parents... Until we moved to our new house in the 90s. Yeah, I think it was pretty paycheck here, pay for groceries, pay for mortgage, and then the other paycheck you could put in savings. Mm -hmm. Is Is that kind of what you're talking about? Sure. We're not talking about the money aspect of it, but uh, thinking about how uh, amazing parents can be when they have to raise children in that type of environment, which I think unfortunately is happening more and more often. This is a pretty uplifting story. So this is from the subreddit Made Me Smile. It's titled A True Home Game. You might have heard this story. I don't think I have, no. It says, growing up, I didn't realize how poor we were. My parents were amazing at providing for us. We loved watching baseball games, and I wanted to go to a game so bad, but we could never afford it. To make up for it, while we were at school, my mom made up tickets to that night's game and money for us to, quote, spend. When we got home, they had set up chairs in front of the TV and numbered them. They gave us tickets and money and told us to go clean up before the game. Come game time, we lined up at the doorway. My dad took our tickets and told us how to get to our seats. After the game started... My parents went to the kitchen and had a tray of hot dogs, candy, and soda. Hot dogs, get your hot dogs. <laughs> we got the money uh, that my mom made and bought whatever snacks we wanted. It was the best baseball game I've ever been to. Now, for everyone listening at home, I think I'm in the same boat as you guys. I had not heard of this story. I'm just imagining like how this is going and just how cool that would be as a kid to have your parents act like the strangers, the ushers, all of these people that you don't normally interact with, but just have that familiarity and still get that same feeling of closeness. That's just really cool. I just, I wish my family had done something 
like that instead of just taking us to all those baseball games. Yeah, what a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Thanks for buying me season tickets to the wild, <laughs> a-holes. I read something like this and it makes me realize the value of that relationship that's built with somebody else versus just putting money in it. I think this is where the phrase of money can't buy you happiness comes from. Oh, I thought it was money can't buy you a penis. It can definitely buy you one of those. <laughs> Have you seen Minority Report? They did it with eyes. Those are balls. They are. They're, they're oh. orbs. Yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah. Anyway, I'm glad they have great memories because really those are the things that you hold on to. You don't realize necessarily how much money you do or don't have as a kid necessarily unless somebody else blatantly points it out to you. Right. Say like, why are you wearing that? Or why aren't you wearing that? Or where's your this? You know, all the things and the materials that we get bogged down with as we grow up. I've heard this in the past from either way way past coworkers or friends of family members something to the line of like people don't really understand just how much money my dad has your your actual dad N no not jesus no <laughs> but i hear a line like that and i'm like how does that make you happy how is that the the experience that is propelling you to feel better about your life it comes down to like the maslow hierarchy of needs and mm -hmm. what what actually fulfills you, what sustains you, and to have certain things taken care of, shelter, food, clothing, those basic things, to see somebody else struggle would hopefully put it in perspective for you, right? Yeah. It would say, that person doesn't have what I have. That must be really rough for them. I'm really glad I have what I have. Or, I'm glad I don't have to be like that person. There's the two sides of the coin there. Just think for a second, and, and this is for I the should. listeners as much as it is for you. Oh, I know you. this is really to. hard for you, Scott. Uh, quit making me do <laughs> stuff. I know, I know, buddy. It's going to be okay. Can you remember the most expensive gift you've been given, or is it easier for you to remember the most memorable gift you've been given? Something that had thought that wasn't super expensive, but was just very personal. Well, I kind of have always hated getting gifts. I felt that my parents had given me enough throughout the year. It's not like I said, ooh, I want that, and they would buy it for me. It was sure. always a, you don't need that, maybe later, maybe for your birthday kind of situation. But I was never wanting. If I, if I needed something for sports, like a baseball glove or shoes for school, something like that, I would usually get it at the appropriate time. Right. And I would just get showered with gifts on my birthday and Christmas because they were so close together. Yeah, they were like less than a week apart. It would sustain me for the whole year. Mm -hmm. I didn't need a lot. I had a bike. I could ride and go play. I had a video game. I had a Sega Genesis and a Nintendo 64. I didn't need much else. Just a companion. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's kind of all I was looking for. So my parents raised me in a way where materialistic things were cool but they weren't the only thing and they weren't something that was definitely gonna be the end all be all of my happiness they wanted me to not live a shallow existence so they taught me that you know kind of human beings are more important than the things that human beings interact with i have a really similar brief story that i never received a like a video game console or one of those like big ticket items on a holiday that was never something that, at, at the age of like seven, I bought my first Nintendo. Yeah. Nobody bought it for me. I felt this accomplishment of saving my money, earning this thing, and being able to now like 
play with the things that I've earned. Did you get an allowance? I think we've talked about this before. Uh, I got a little allowance. I think I got like 20 bucks, but my parents were also like, oh, you want to go see a movie with your friends? We all kind of were in the same boat families wise. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like one kid's going out to the movies every week and then another kid is like, I can't do that. So it would be like, hey, Pirates of the Caribbean came out. Can we go see it? Sure. Here's 20 bucks. Go, Go see the movie. So we never really fought for that. But I do remember the little gifts that people have given me where there's thought in it. I had a partner once who gave me a backpack just filled with dumb little things like things that I enjoy, like Red Bulls and candy bars and those types of things where they were thinking about how that would mean to me. Yeah. Even though the value of it is really low. Thoughtful gifts are generally way better. Absolutely. Totally. The one thing that has never been a type of gift that I've necessarily gone for. I I like these small like love languages of like gift giving. Mm -hmm. If it's not big grand things, I always tell people, please don't buy me stuff. I buy myself too much stuff. Things that have that thought to it. Stuff will fit in there. Right. But there's, there's another camp of events and things to go to stuff that will fit inside you. Okay. I hate you so much sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, have you ever gone on like, a destination vacation or outing as a as part of a gift before no locally i guess like a concert or something yeah i show my 19th birthday i went to a really nice went to the cherokee sirloin room in Mm. in west st paul or is it just st paul Paul. that was west st paul it's not there anymore okay and then oh that was st paul yeah you go yeah yeah st paul and at the end of the dinner we went at a specific time. Okay. At the end of the dinner, we went a little early because my grandma was there. But uh, at the end of the dinner, I got a box of clothing, like clothing box handed to me. And I opened it up and it was a Minnesota Wild jersey with my last name on it. Cool. And the number 19 for my birthday. And I was like, this is amazing. This is so cool. And then underneath the jersey was an envelope with two tickets to the game that night. So like that's cool. That's really thoughtful. I had to go. Like it was like my dad and I left dinner mm-hmm. early to go to the game. So it was like one of the best gifts ever. That's really cool. This isn't a game of one upping. So I'll share my story really briefly, and I apologize because it's like. But it is a podcast apparently about our birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> my birthday is in like November, but I'm like early baseball season. I'm in like pee wee pee I young young age. And I'm playing at the high school. We had our practice there for some reason, which was rare. We never Two Rivers High School? Two Rivers High School. Unofficial sponsor of the podcast. No. Not everything is a sponsor. <laughs> our OnlyFans is gone. I know. I'm <laughs> so <need> sorry. <laughs> but a high school is also not where to show off your penis. <laughs> so we're we're finishing up practice and all of a sudden a limo pulls up and my coaches were in on it. They were like, Willie, they're here for you. I was like, I'm sorry, what? I'm thinking this is just like the first Mighty Ducks. Like a limo shows up and I'm like, Mr. Ducksworth is going to get me. I don't know. I'm going to be a hockey star. Okay. No. My dad gets out. Well, my dad, my mom, and my sister are all already in the limo. Oh, thank goodness. It's not some creepy lawyer. No. My sister was picked up from dance class. So she was like all in her dance stuff. My parents were like, we've already packed your suitcases. We're going to Disney. Wow. Yep. I So young kid, probably like eight or nine years old. And we took a family trip to not Florida Disney. California. California Disney. The not Disney. as good Disney. 
sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> I hate you. Now, uh, Scott, you and I have already explained to each other. We've had discussions about this that we're not very adventurous people. But let's say somebody said, hey, here's the thing that I want to do. I want to go sky camping in the mountains of China. All right. I heard we want to go sky. And in my head, diving was the next word. So when you said sky camping, I can only imagine that's where you get inside of a tent, get into a sleeping bag, and then they push you out of a plane. <laughs> it's a very short trip. Yeah. It's like one to two minutes, depending right. on the altitude. And then hopefully a parachute opens up and you land in a camping spot. Well, why don't you t- why don't you peek that image that I just sent you there? Right. Oh, no. <laughs> describe, the describe for the audience who, what you're looking at. Who the fuck would want to do this? Okay, so first of all, you're going to China, where the regulation isn't as uh, as tight as it is here, maybe in the good old U.S. of A. There sometimes, is, arguably, there are cables stretched across mountainous valleys. Yeah, I mean, it's like Spider-Man's jizz. You don't know where it starts or ends. It's, it's just off-screen. Yeah, yeah, it's like the movie Cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone. But then you just hang a kayak. I feel like this has got to be. Not a that hammock, far. not a kayak. Did I just say? <laughs> I don't think a kayak's gonna help you much here, Scott. <laughs> uh, yeah, wrong, wrong place to be. Uh, but you it's can just only... some dude floating with a kayak. <laughs> how, how the fuck am I supposed to get down from here? <laughs> this paddle doesn't do shit. Hammock. <laughs> they both have. Ick in it, and uh, <laughs> that was that was my thinking. So you string up a hammock from kayaks, like you would between two trees, except here they like to do it between mountain peaks. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just hang there. How do you get out? You can see on some of them that their part of their body is tethered to the to the cable. So I'm assuming they just go out there, they loiter for a little bit, and inevitably just crawl themselves along the cable back to the side. And they're done sky camping for a while. Maybe they're trying to practice for the next Avatar film. My, my favorite comment is uh, the top comment that says, No need for alarms. Be awoken by the majestic sound of your companion's screams. They <laughs> plummet to their death during their morning wee. <laughs> just what if you're out there and you have to take a deuce? It's just like you're hanging over the side of the hammock and you're like, you better hope that nobody uh, paid for lesser, like, lower-to-the-ground cables. You know? <laughs> it's like a tiered structure. They're on they're on the club level here. No. I mean, I know they say everybody's got their price, but I don't think there's a price for me to do this. Would you I, do it? I think I'm with you. I don't think that there's a price for this. You and I have gone indoor rock climbing, which is fun. It's challenging. It's difficult on your muscles. But it's also, to me, feels more of a novelty sport than it does. I'm going to go out and hang in the middle of a fucking mountain. Not even in the mountain. You're hanging between the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's like, reach on your chest. Okay. Squeeze them together. Just oh, nice and, we're nice doing and this? tight. Yep. I don't want to do this And anymore. then take a chain between the two nipple clamps that you have on right there. I can see them through your shirt. Don't lie. Oh, sure. Okay. It's got and then, weird. And then hang a kayak in between those. <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, you couldn't convince me. There's no, absolutely no way, no amount of money. But this week in r slash life pro tips, one of the most important questions you can ask in a debate or argument is what 
proof or evidence would it take to change your mind or opinion? If they can't give you an answer or refuse to accept the evidence that they've asked for, then quit wasting your time arguing with that person. Willie, based on that, do you think there's anything you could do to change my mind on hanging in a death hammock above, uh, above this Chinese valley? That's interesting. So the question is, what proof or evidence would it take to change your mind or opinion? Well, I think we, we haven't used life pro tips on this podcast very often. No, infrequently. Mm -hmm. Let me just ask some questions. Let, let's see if this will work and let's see if I can convince Scott that he's going to go uh, glamping between two mountains. Scott, how scared were you going indoor uh, climbing? Slightly. What was scary? The fear of falling from a great height. What gave you that fear? Was it Josh holding you up? No, it was probably the landing on the bottom after falling a short distance in a shorter amount of time and breaking several internal components. Okay, so you fell a short distance. I mean, bones and organs. I'm a human. Yeah. What? Hello? Hmm. <laughs> you fell. So you fell and broke some bones. Are you alive today? I don't know. <laughs> Do you believe in simulation theory? Well, you're having a hard time answering this question, right, buddy? The Come on. Earth is flat. All right, Boston Dynamics, let's figure this out. So you you lived, arguably, some might say, that you are a sentient being with free will and thought yep. after a shortfall. Or a weird computer program. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, it's all good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What if I were to tell you that in this mountain, nobody has fallen? So statistically... You're more likely to die from an angry Trumper screaming at you to wear a mask than you are there. What if the difference... I mean, I would believe that. What if the difference was that was your only escape from all the QAnon on the edge? <laughs> They're all there. They're coming, right? This is zombie apocalypse. And they don't know how to sky kayak or sky hammock. No, they know how to sky kayak. They don't know how to sky hammock. Okay. <laughs> Then, yes, if it was, if my life depended on it, I suppose I would. Now, Scott, in past episodes, we've talked about the value of our lives. What do you say the value of your life is? Is it a million dollars? It's about 350. <laughs> all right, $350 million? If I were to give you that right now, would you end it all? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not no Loch Ness monster. A billion dollars to kill myself? No, 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 no. no. We're not going to go that far. What do you think that's your value? How much money does Jeff have? All of it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I no, I don't. The stupid you. statistic is like if we were to have made a like a thousand dollars an hour since the birth of Jesus until today, we still wouldn't have as much money as Jeff Bezos. That's the short answer. Whatever Jeff has, times the amount that Jeff has. That's what it would take for, you know what, in some way we got there, maybe not the way we expected. <laughs> now, I know, Scott, that the next subject is maybe not something we want to discuss. It's a tough, challenging conversation. This, yeah, this is one where we don't want to do any funny transitions just because it's, well, it's still ongoing and human life is involved in a way where there's active suffering and so we kind of want to take it seriously so sorry to end the show on this note but it was talked about a lot this week on reddit and part of our show is that we discuss what's happening on reddit sometimes it's interesting cool sky camping sometimes it's 
Boston Dynamic robots doing parkour. Yeah, or Tesla robots cleaning up your corrosive acid spills and then making you a martini and then taking over the world. But this week, if you uh, weren't paying attention to the news, the United States began pulling out all of its troops and employees from the country of Afghanistan. And it was all over Reddit. I've got interesting AF picks and damn that's interesting just to name a few for one two three four five six seven just seven that i pulled up here but 10 were at least in the top 50 this week and they are stories that range from inside of a c-17 air force cargo carrier one of the biggest airplanes in our military, if not the biggest plane, uh, packed to the brim with hundreds and hundreds of Afghan refugees. There is a video, which is insane, of the plane taxiing and citizens running around it, holding on to the plane and subsequent videos of them holding on still as the plane was taking off. And s- some, if not all, I'm sure, fell to their death. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that video on Reddit. There's their videos make it onto this site that aren't tagged properly. Normally, you would get an NSFW tag on on a video where someone is potentially going to lose their life, even if it's not shown. Right. But that was a person who somehow got a hold of that video and just wanted to be the first person to post it. Right. Um, and neither Scott nor I view Reddit on new. That's only... Only psychopaths do that. Right. And in this case... It was such a pervasive story across the world that it's going to make headlines anywhere. And Reddit wants to be the front page of the Internet. This is an example of just that. I think one of the bigger stories was anybody who worked as an Afghan citizen with. Is that how you. I mean, anybody who was uh, kind of working with the Afghan government, uh, the the translators. Yeah. Like, oh, for the U.S., helping Mm -hmm. the U.S., uh, who I'm sure the Taliban sees as a regime uh, trying to escape and trying to get their families out because I think it was uh, it was a little contentious in our Congress, but I think it was passed that they were considered U.S. citizens after helping us. So um, let, let's assume that people are not smart about geography just for mm-hmm. a minute here. Mm-hmm. And let's describe where Afghanistan exists and then why some believe some like uh, I've seen videos from Vox and CNN talking about why the Taliban were so capable of taking over there. It's it's a, a much more complex web. But Afghanistan is in the Middle East ish east of Iran. It is northwest of India and it's butted up right against China, if I'm not uh, mistaken, it shares a mountain range. It shares a mountain range, and it's a pretty damn big mountain range, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is that the Urals? The Urals? It's it's within miles of K2, so if, uh, the oh. Himalayan mountains Himalayas. kind of run through there, and that's some of the largest mountain ranges in the world. Mm-hmm. Because of that, and because the people that have grown up in that area are so good uh, at navigating those those hills, it's much easier for them to hide and navigate and and plan and be able to have protection so 
we can spend 20 some years in this country trying to overthrow the Taliban who was the government at the time and put in position a, a government that is more aligned with American ideologies. Probably. Yeah, that's good that's... or bad. That's what the intention was. And yeah, uh, like I, I don't necessarily as I've gotten older agree with that, but mm-hmm. that's the reality of the situation. That that's happened. just what happened. That's just, yeah, the facts. The more realistic thing is that the the people that we were training and helping militarize for this Afghan government were working both sides. They, they found ways to make money on both sides. And inevitably, there wasn't this strong push when we withdrew for them to say, we believe in this specific thing. No, it's they've been kind of skating by a little bit and saying, well, I mean, this is free money and safety for us. Well, yeah, because from what I was reading, there was always the fear that if you helped somebody who was an outsider, a Westerner, mm-hmm. that you would constantly live in fear for your life. Even if you were technically in the new government and the new power, you were always going to be hunted by this opposing force that was just hiding outside in the mountains or just outside of your province. For them, it was, I'm assuming, some sort of survival tactic. You had to play both sides knowing that the U.S. wasn't going to be there forever, even though it seemed like we were. Mm -hmm. Two decades, a crazy long amount of time to have a military presence in a foreign country. So when we decided to pull out, I think we probably could have done it a little better. We could have taken a little bit longer, had a little bit more of a plan uh, besides just here's the date and we're gone. Then again, we were there for 20 years. Yeah, I, I, th- I there's probably not a simple way to do it. Uh, I, don't, I don't even feel necessarily comfortable making predictions on what's going to happen to the country as a whole how people are going to be treated, how specifically like like women are going to be treated in that country, because I know that there's a ton of fear that huge amount of fear. Yeah, right. Um, I don't feel comfortable with my lack of understanding of world history speculating on, on where that's going to go. But I will tell you this brief story of when I was in sixth grade social studies. Is that what they call it these days? That's what they used to call it. What do they call it now? Social studies. Okay, cool. Neat. It's still the same. Well, <laughs> that part is true. At least from our understanding. You didn't even it's know that school. probably social media studies at this point. <laughs> I remember sitting in that class, going through all of these different wars and conflicts that have happened over time. And my naive self thinking, wow, we have come so far in such a, quote, long period of time in my head, right? It could have just been like from World War II to today, thinking that's a long period of time, right? not realizing that my grandparents were alive for that, that now we're going to treat people with respect, that now we found a way, like humanity has said, I'm not going to disrespect this person for being different or believing something differently than I am. Boy, were we wrong. Jesus, boy. (laughs) And... It's a sad reality that we live in that there's always going to be this level of infighting. Yeah, it is super frustrating. We're taught we're taught all these these ideals that are stamped on the Statue of Liberty. Sure. How we were supposed to be the shining beacon of hope for everyone else in the world. Uh, We did things differently. We don't have a king. You know, we've got a democracy. And then as you get older, you just you just find out that, yeah, that's that's a nice sign hanging on the window. But when you actually look in the store, shit's on fire, yo. (laughs) Yeah, shit's literally on fire. There's not a good way to end this, but I do think it's fair for us to acknowledge that this isn't good. It's a mess, and it's been a mess forever, and it's not our job to fix it. We we can acknowledge Mm -hmm. that. Uh, We're commenting on it because that's what the show is about. 
commenting what's on the site. Uh, our personal feelings, they don't really matter. We're not involved. Uh, it's just opinions. We're in a basement. Yep. So, you know, no matter where you are on this either, the only thing I would recommend is like every other major life event that has happened in the past few years, like we educate ourselves and we learn as much as we can. If you have an opinion quickly without understanding the history of something, you're probably going to say something that makes you look like us. Right. <laughs> now, with that said, I think one call out that I would ask is that if you do consider yourself an expert in this, in this conflict, if you consider yourself very opinionated and want to tell us about it, you should email us sub for that podcast at gmail.com. We're not guaranteeing that we're going to cover it on this show, but I would be interested if somebody has a, a strong feeling one way or another and has their thoughts, especially because this is something that is not going to be ending. This topic is not going away anytime soon. We're going to see it pop up on Reddit probably for the next several years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll definitely be something we probably talk about again. But at the end of the day, the only winner is probably going to be the Tesla robots or Will Smith. Welcome to Earth. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Wait, what's going on right now? You can find Scott and Willie on TikTok at sub for that podcast. You can find them on Instagram at sub for that. You can find them on Twitter at sub the number four that. Or are you just going to do this for us? Yes. I think I can do the better than you two idiots. And you always seem to screw it up anyways. Uh, uh okay. Okay. So remember, no, no matter what you're into, whether it's Skynet, Futurology, Ask Science, or well, that sucks, there's a sub for that. <laughs>